Hi everybody, it's Nikki Jameson here. Hopefully you are all doing very well. I have to say I'm doing much better than I have been doing. I am just recovering from a really bad cold that I've had, which seems to be going around. So it was pretty nasty and I actually lost my voice. So I actually couldn't do any recording of anything the past couple of weeks, but I am pleased to say that it is much, much better than it was. And I'm very happy about that. So I thought I would take this particular episode to just share my thoughts on some of the work I have just done in response to a question, which is fairly typical of the questions that I sometimes get about my work when I post my work up, because it's not always obvious as to what goes into a composition or an art piece that I post or any of my artwork. And that's the same for any artists, I would imagine. But sometimes when you're looking at paintings, you know that it's it's painting and you're going to use different paints and brush strokes and so on. And people kind of accept that it's painting and you can often watch painters at work sometimes painting their work. So there's kind of a taken for granted aspect of people understand what goes into uh, a painting. But when it comes to digital art and digital painting and particular digital collage work that I do, which is comprised of many elements, including photographs, textures, uh, and the textures can be paint and concrete and paper and scripting and you name it, it is usually there. Um, it's not always obvious where these things come from and how they're all put together. And to be perfectly honest, it's probably something that would you could see in a, in a video, but I'm, I'm not creating a video at this particular point in time, but I thought it might be worth actually describing um, something in response to a question. So this question I actually got in this case was about a piece of uh, scripting or print that appeared in my work. I use scripting and um, old ephemera and uh, written pieces, and they can be pieces of paper that I've scanned in or brushed in or painted in. But anyway, they uh, appear and I make them visible or um, not so visible depending on the art that I'm creating. So I had a question about, are these things part of the paper that I use or are they separate pieces? And I thought that was a very good question and so I attempted to answer this question by writing it initially, but I thought that it might not be a bad idea to actually talk about it as part of one of my podcasts, because I'm sure that lots of people have these questions as well. It's a very, fairly common question. So anyway, in terms of the, um, uh, the, the scripting, as I've said, I, I, they, they, are, they are brushes. They're either brushes or uh, pieces of, of texture. Uh, if they're brushes, they're usually called ABR files. And I do a lot of my work in Photoshop, not exclusively in Photoshop, but that is my main tool for putting together my many layered uh, textured digital art collage pieces that you'll see if you go to my sites. I print them on canvases, metal, acrylic, and on a range of different uh, household items as well. But mostly on art that you hang on the wall or an office and or something like that. So before they get to that particular stage, they are raw files. Um, and I call, I use them as digital brushes or stamps. 
and I stamped them on the artwork in different layers at different times. So if you just imagine uh, a piece of work or an, an art piece of many, many, many different layers all stacked on top of each other, but all at different visibility levels. So depending on the visibility level, you'll be able to see the layers below. And that's more or less how it works. So I have a huge supply of textures. I have thousands of textures. But to answer this question, uh, what I do is I take different uh, elements from my uh, texture stash, really depending on the photograph or the art that I want to create. In this case, it was a photo that I uh, treated in a, different, uh, in a different way. So I can spend a lot of time actually prepping the photograph before it ever goes anywhere near the, uh, the, the final artwork. And that's why these things can take quite a bit of, of time. So in terms of the papers, I use either plain paper or artsy paper, again, depending on the photo, depending on the story I want to tell, depending on the, the feeling that I want to create. Everything goes into this decision. And it may sound that it's, it's planned, that uh, I think, okay, I'm going to do this and therefore I need to do, I need to get this texture and put it in this position and that it's all planned out in my head. And it may sound like that, but it's not like that at all. It's very serendipitous, if that is the right way of saying it. It never, even if I have a plan in my head, it never comes out exactly as I planned it in my head. I'm lucky if that happens. So anyway, as I was saying before, I get too far away from my original uh, intention for this this little podcast it really depends on what I want to create so in the particular picture that I'm talking about now I used two artsy papers or papery as it's called as they're called and uh, one was uh, one had a lot of detail in it the other one didn't but even if it has even if a paper has detail in it I tend to lower the the, the amount of detail so it doesn't overshadow the, the photo or the, the focus point of the art. Because for me, what is important is the focal point of the artwork. That could be a photo or a, a blend of photos, but there's a focal point and the backgrounds and the papers all serve to support that focal point. So that's a very important thing to keep in mind. So I use these two artsy papers to start off with and I basically went through placing the paper on a blank white canvas, uh, a digital canvas. And this leads into the next question because the other question was, do I ever start with a plain white canvas? Because obviously these, these art pieces are very colorful and even when they're minimal, there's, you can tell there's something on the canvas. So the question was, do I ever start on a blank canvas or do I use prepared uh, papers? Uh, the answer is both. I use prepared papers which I put on a blank canvas and if you listen to one of my, I think it's the one called Happy New Year, one of my podcasts episodes that I did very recently, I talked about how scary it can be starting an art, a piece of art with a blank canvas and we all, I always start with a blank canvas. I never start with, with something and the way I do it is that I quickly as quickly as I can put something 
on the canvas, even if it's something that I'm not going to use at the end of the day. So I will throw things together on the canvas and I'll just see what works. And that way it overcomes this blank canvas syndrome because it really is uh, like, a, like a physical barrier if you're looking at a canvas and thinking, what, how am I going to create anything? It's literally like a physical feeling and it's not very funny, but once you know that you can overcome it by just starting, it becomes easier and easier, easier and easier to overcome. So once I've put a few elements that I have in mind on my canvas, in my mind I have uh, an, an idea of what I would like to, what I would like to see. I have an end point in mind, but at the same time, this end point is, is really just a guide. I have to really let the picture and the image and the feeling play itself out. And often that means I go back and forth to my stash of textures to try and either match or complement the colors that I'm working with. So in this case, I knew in my mind I wanted to use a limited palette, color palette because I wanted the color harmony to really be quite strong there. And I knew I wanted to have red in the, in the textures in the background and because there was red in the photo. And in this particular case, I was really happy that when I played around with the lights on these background papers, I almost immediately got something that really complemented the photograph. So that when that happens, it's really great. It uh, cuts down a little bit of the time. And then from there, I kind of know what other things I want to put to surround the, the focal point and to really build the image up and build the overall composition. So I enhanced uh, the, I enhanced the image. Uh, there was no more blank white canvas, happily, because I placed all the different papers and elements and paint on the canvas and I'd move things around and I'd position things in the way that I wanted to, to have them. And I do a very rough positioning, then I shift, shift things around, as I've said. It's very much uh, trial and error, lots and lots of experimentation. It's, it's not obvious. And if I was doing a, a video of this, it would look really straightforward because I would have to think it through and practice it the first time round and then see what worked. So it really wouldn't be that reflective of my normal process. So that's important to remember. But anyway, the point there is that um, I experiment a lot. Some things may work, some things may not work. That's just the way it is. In this particular artwork that I uh, eventually completed, it took me a couple of days. I got the main part of it done the first time around and I got it to a stage where I thought, great, I know what I want this to look like, more or less. There are 28 different layers of textures, uh, including my photos, but I duplicated the photos several times and then I merged them. So into one layer and I masked out areas of the photo that I didn't really want to appear. So that gets rid of hard edges and, and things like that. So there are 28 different layers uh, in this particular composition and all those layers are collapsed down into one layer at the end of the day. And that's what I go off and print. They're all blended together. I should say that they're not just collapsed down, they're actually blended along the way with um, elements called blend modes, which are um, in Photoshop. And they 
they help manage, I would say, um, control is a better word, control the light in the image. And they're really fun to use. And for every blend mode, you can have thousands and thousands of possible combinations. So it's really quite hard to actually decide, okay, I'm gonna go with, which one should I go with? Yeah, I have to make a decision to say, okay, I'm gonna go with this one, this works. Maybe sometime I can come back and try another, uh, another version of the art that I'm doing. So that in a nutshell, is, is what I do. I play around a lot with the layers. Um, I play around a lot with the textures. I do a lot of painting, um, painting in elements of the picture, painting out what I don't want, and eventually coming up with something that I feel, I feel this looks good. This is doing what I, what I want it to do. No composition is ever truly finished. I just reach a decision or a place rather where I say, okay, done. I've got to move on and do something else. And then I'm posting it and, you know, I'm, I'm on to the next, the next thing. So while I go on to the next thing, I did mention briefly about thinking about coming back and trying something with the same picture, maybe doing something slightly different. But I have to say that I find it very difficult to actually do that, which is probably why I haven't done a lot of things in a series. A lot of people do a series of things where they use the same elements and they just do slightly different things with them. And for some strange reason, I've not been able to do that. Uh, maybe it's something I'll be able to do later. I've done a loose, I do loose groups and I do loose themes. My themes are urban, city, location, iconic landmarks and they're very nostalgic and um, they, they employ a lot of different things like photographs and, and, and so on. But every single one of my paintings, my compositions, my pieces of art, they're all started from scratch. So I start every single one with a blank canvas. I don't go back to the previous one, even to take out some of the layers and the textures I use in the previous piece to use in the next piece to get the same look because when I try to do that, it never quite works. I can never do the same thing twice. So they're all original works. It may be a long way round to start from scratch every time, but it's the way I work, at least now. So I'm pretty pleased with doing it that way. I know I could save time by doing it, um, uh, by reusing pieces from a previous work, but I can always reuse the textures, I just don't reuse that particular composition. So uh, we'll have to see whether I develop a different workflow. I think it makes it more original. I like to be able to feel that, you know, I've, I've started from the beginning, it's all original, it's all new. Any mistakes I make in, the, in a particular piece of work, they're particular to that particular piece of work and they're still learning points for me that I do take forward into, into future work and I'm always learning to do new things and there, there are things that I'm not particularly good at which I probably think I should do more art to sort of practice those, those particular things but I just let it flow and let it lead me, let the art lead me in the direction that it wants to go and in, inevitably something comes out at the end of it. So I hope I've addressed uh, some questions that might come up about my work, about how I do my work. As I say, perhaps in future I'll do a video. They just take time to do and 
I'm usually creating on the fly, I'm not, rec I'm not recording, and if I was doing it as, record as, a, as a recording, it would seem very, very chaotic. So I have to think about that. And, uh, but it's been quite interesting to actually talk about it because I don't really talk about it. It's all in my head. So if you have a question about an aspect of my work or you know something you've seen and you're curious about it, a bit of ephemera, print or whatever it is, don't hesitate to drop me a line and ask me a question and I will see if I can tackle it in one of my future episodes. And if it's going to be very interesting to people, then I can look at doing more like that. And I'm very happy to take people's questions or even common questions that, you know, you, you're just wondering about. Maybe I can find an answer to that. Okay, I think I've talked enough on this particular episode. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.